This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, May 18th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Dowling. Here's today's headlines. Big Sugar Vote Unites House Ag Leaders. The Secret to Saving Crop Insurance and Glyphosate Critic to Lead IARC. Debate yields big wins for farm programs. The sugar program is safe for another year. The leaders of the House Agriculture Committee are speaking again. All is well in farm policy country. The House still, though, must pass the GOP Farm Bill with the final vote expected later today. But yesterday, House Agriculture Chairman Mike Cattaway finished beating back the last major threat to farm programs when the House overwhelmingly defeated a sugar reform amendment 137 to 278. A similar amendment failed by a much smaller margin in 2013 of 206 to 221. Defeat of the Sugar Amendment all but cleared the way for the bill to pass the House, assuming GOP leaders could work out an unrelated immigration issue with the House Freedom Caucus. After the Sugar vote, Cottaway went to Peterson to thank him for getting 146 Democratic votes against the amendment. It was the first time the two men had talked in five weeks due to their deep divide over the bill's food stamp reforms. Now, here's why it matters. The huge margin on the amendment was a devastating blow to food and candy makers who've been trying for years to roll back the sugar program. It will also provide no encouragement to critics of other farm programs. House approval of the sugar amendment would have emboldened critics to go after other forms of commodity programs, according to Chairman Conaway. He said, while sugar is just one commodity, if we lost that, then the wolves would go after everything else. But keep in mind, the GOP House leadership, led by Speaker Paul Ryan, helped defeat the amendment in order to ensure the Farm Bill and its SNAP reforms would pass the House. But the politics may be very different next time the Farm Bill is on the floor. Peterson said he pleaded with Democratic colleagues yesterday morning to help him defeat the amendment by reminding them that he had led their fight against the overall bill. The Secret to Protecting Crop Insurance, a Conservative's Amendment. Conaway said he was unaware that Representative Tom McClintock, a conservative from California, was going to file an amendment last week to phase out all farm subsidies. But when Conaway saw the amendment, he knew he could prove it useful. A far-reaching proposal like McClintock's amendment would be easy to defeat, and so the GOP leadership helped ensure that it would get a floor vote as an alternative to any amendments that would cut crop insurance or tighten payment limits. Conaway's strategy paid off. The vote on the McClintock Amendment was a laugher, 34 to 380. Conaway said in an understatement, it worked out. Proposal to freeze CRP dropped to spare critical votes. At Conaway's request, Representative Mike Rogers of Alabama withdrew an amendment to freeze the Conservation Reserve Program at 24 million acres. Conaway said the amendment would have cost critical votes that he needed for the Farm Bill on final passage. Well, next up, the Senate. Senate Agriculture Committee Chair Pat Roberts is working toward a possible June 6 markup for his bill. But he and ranking Democrat Debbie Stabenow still need to reach deals on key aspects of the legislation. Stabenow said, we will have a markup when we get the agreement completed. We want to do it as quickly as we can. NAFTA negotiators miss deadline. Uncertainty follows. 
The U.S., Canada, and Mexico failed to meet yesterday's deadline set by congressional leaders for an agreement on talks to rewrite the North American Free Trade Agreement, and that has farm groups and lawmakers worried that trade relations between the three countries will fray. The administration may have a few more days to wrap up a deal, although no agreement appears to be in sight. House Speaker Paul Ryan told reporters yesterday that it's possible Congress could still consider a revised NAFTA this year if the International Trade Commission can shorten its required review of the deal. Groups like the USA Rice Federation are primarily concerned that NAFTA will remain in place even if renegotiations fail. NAFTA made Mexico the number one export destination for the U.S. rice and solidified Canada's position among the top five, and we support any improvements that improve the efficiency of rice trade with our neighbors. That the word of USA Rice COO Bob Cummings. USTR reviews Thailand's trade perks after NPPC complaint. Thailand benefits from a U.S. program that lifts tariffs on the poorest of countries to bolster economies. But that's at risk now because of allegations that the Asian country treats U.S. pork exports unfairly. U.S. Trade Representative says it's reviewing Thailand's eligibility for the Generalized System of Preferences program after the claims were made by the National Pork Producers Council. Deputy USTR Jeffrey Garish said Congress directs USTR to ensure that beneficiary countries are permitting equitable and reasonable market access for American goods. The petition from the National Pork Producers Council raises important questions regarding Thailand's compliance with this criterion for GSP eligibility. The NPPC petition alleges Thailand bans U.S. pork produced with the growth-promoting drug ractopamine, as well as charges unusually high inspection fees for the limited amount of U.S. pork that is allowed in their country. Missouri bans fake meat labeling. Lawmakers in the Shomi State became the first in the nation to approve legislation that would prohibit companies from labeling lab-grown or plant-based products as meat. The measure, which was approved by a 125-22 to vote yesterday, now goes to the governor's desk. The bill, which was backed by the Missouri Cattlemen's Association, the Missouri Pork Producers, and the Missouri Farm Bureau, says a meat product must be derived from harvested production of livestock or poultry. As the debate over fake meat labeling heats up on the federal level, other states are likely to follow suit, says Missouri Cattlemen Association Executive Vice President Mike Deering. Deering said this isn't a Missouri issue. This is about protecting the integrity of the products that the farm and ranch families throughout the country work hard to raise each and every day. Glyphosate Critic takes over at IARC. The International Agency for Research on Cancer, which has been the bane of agriculture since it released a report in 2015, finding that glyphosate is probably a human carcinogen, has a new director who supports that conclusion. Elizabeth Wiederpass, a Brazilian cancer researcher who is a naturalized Swedish and Finnish citizen, is an expert in cancer epidemiology and cancer prevention the IARC said in its announcement yesterday. Weederpass will take over as director from Christopher Wilde, who has served two five-year terms since taking office in 2009. 
Wiederpass was one of the scientists who signed a letter to the European Food Safety Authority questioning its conclusion that glyphosate is unlikely to cause cancer. Here's today's He Said It. We stick together or we fall separately. That House Agriculture Chairman Mike Cutaway explaining why the Sugar Amendment ultimately posed a threat to other commodity programs. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, May 18th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Dowling.